Day 11, Year 100 of the Dawn. I am his, and he is mine. Morning has broken like the first morning. Blackbird has spoken like the first bird. Sweet the rain's new fall, sunlit from heaven, like the first dewfall on the first grass. Praise for the sweetness of the wet garden, sprung in completeness where his feet pass. Cat Stevens, morning has broken. It's peculiar how these memoirs are writing themselves, so to speak. I sit down with one idea in mind, and pretty soon I am writing with a stream of consciousness that seems to flow from the heart of the creator. This morning, I wanted to write about Adam and me, how it was in the garden, and how it was after we were cast out of the garden. But as I write the words, I am his, and he is mine, I am taken into that sacred place of oneness that I shared with the Creator himself all of those months in the garden. It was like never wanting, like being completely fulfilled at every minute. But because I had never known wanting or longing, I didn't fully understand the intimate fellowship that God and I shared together in the garden. I was his, and he was mine. God walked with each of us, separately and together, like there was no separation between him and Adam, him and me, me and him, Adam and him. And because there was no sin, Adam and I were one as well. I was in Adam, and he was in me. But this oneness all stemmed from the Creator, from God, who was, is, and will be forever. Whatever you want to believe or think is fine with me. I'm not trying to rock your boat. I'm trying to rock your cradle. The hand that rocks the cradle can rule the world. But I don't want to rule the world either. I want to paint for you the picture of how the world was meant to be. I want to open a door in your mind so you can find your way back into the garden. I want to rock you in the cradle that is firmly fashioned with eternal truths fastened together by love, a love that will last. A true mother wants to give the best to her child. This is the best I can offer you. In your heart, you have a loneliness that can only be filled by having oneness with the Creator. I know. I experienced that oneness. I didn't, however, experience the loneliness until after the fall. The melancholy of it all is that I didn't appreciate what I had in that oneness of the three of us in the garden. A threefold cord cannot be broken. We were that cord. I say cord instead of cord because we existed in perfect harmony. I get the chills when I say that. It was so unadulterated, like we were in a little bubble of happiness forever. Like we were under a chuppah of love that transcended everything that could ever be and ever was. In a wedding brought about by the mutual choice of bride and groom, there is that infinite moment of bliss and the hope that true love will solve everything and last forever. Well, this true love was mine, and it was secure, and the only thing I didn't do was appreciate it. 
It wasn't until we were cast out of the garden and the cherubim came to seal off the entrance that I felt the nakedness. Not just the fact that I had no clothes on, but I felt the profound feeling of being without, of being separated from that oneness. Not only the oneness I had with God, but the oneness I had with Adam, too. This was my first taste of loneliness. Now, I want you all to know, and I've been thinking about this for at least a hundred years, so it's not just a thought off the top of my head, but one from deep within my heart and one that permeates my entire being, that the intense love and oneness I felt with my creator was so... You get the gist. Completely complete. The covering of his kindness was so forever, so comforting, that I got the sense of his heart. And even though we were cast out, even though the gates were locked and guarded by those terrifying angelic creatures, those creatures with eyes in their wings, on their hands, all around their heads, those cherubim who guard the glory of God night and day, those four heads, get out of here, how scary is that? Believe me, if you've ever seen a real angel, not the whitewashed angels that help us get what we want in our crystal ball. No, if you ever see a real angel, you will pee your pants and tremble in fear, just like every prophet that has ever gone after me, until the angel says, don't be afraid. It is at this moment you feel you can stop shaking. Not that I want to go on about angels, but the only thing I think when I see them is, I want to be on their side their good side. Back to my train of thought, the belly of my thought, really. Even though we were cast out, what I felt about the goodness of God was in the intricate, secret part of every piece of me, who I was as a person, a soul, and a wanderer in a body, which I had borrowed from my journey on earth. The best way to describe it is that I knew. It was a knowing a knowing that the intimate feeling in the bubble with the Creator was something that I would always have if I wanted it. A knowing that someone so loving would not eternally burst my bubble, but would make a way for me to have that bubble again. The God Pod. The God who made the pod would find a way to bring me inside again. In the garden, I dwelt in a God Pod, and even though I struggled outside the garden, the knowledge of the God Pod was always with me, and I felt that if I had a humble heart, he would always be there for me, and he would find a way for my children to be there too. Adam hadn't appreciated the oneness in the garden either, of course. Neither of us did. I wish we would have, but we had never been without. So how could we have known how within we truly were? Sigh. Sigh again. I believe all my children feel it, that somewhere there is a within that they long for. Somewhere there must be a garden where they can rest, be satisfied, and experience the oneness with the Creator. Of course, I tend to think good of all people. I love them all. How could I not? I am 
before all and after all, their mother. I hope that I share the heart of God, the mother side of God, who holds a bubble of acceptance for anyone who truly wants to be there. You have to lay down your forbidden fruit, though. Once you feel the bubble, you don't need to know everything. You can learn and grow and become a scientist or an anthropologist, and I hope you do. Because if you walk hand in hand with God, then you will discover even more. For if he made everything, wouldn't he be like a proud scientist and say, Here, I'm so excited to show you this. But if we start thinking we're better than God or brighter than God, we end up sharing in Lucifer's pride, I guess, or something similarly sinister. There is so much I don't know. What I do know is that most of my children will suffer more than they have to. I also know there will be those that bring misery to others, from the mere sense of pride and the belief that somehow they are entitled to rule and reign, either from arrogance or from ignorance, which is still no excuse. Women will be the culprits as well as men. A person knows in their heart when they are treating another person wrongly. They can justify it all they want, but they know. We all know. There are absolute truths, whether we like it or not, that rule the universe. The truth is written in our hearts. A good ruler is a servant. A good ruler would die for his or her people. Somewhere in my knowing, there is a thread, a scarlet thread, that will come through the miracle of my womb's womb and will weave its way throughout generations, through my children, my children's children, and through their children. The anointed seed will weave the God pod with his own blood, and that is the hope I hold. I felt the wrath of the curse I endured, my pain in childbearing and the whole desiring a husband thing, which again, I don't want to control, Adam. That's just King James thinking that came along much later. Why would I want to control him? I can barely control what I do. No, it means we women, we're always talking about relationships, looking and hoping for the perfect guy who doesn't exist. End of that conversation. Where was I? I get so upset about this issue. If your husband says to submit to him too many times in your marriage, rather than loving you with all of his heart and laying his life down for you, please muster up some integrity and leave the ahem. If you cannot leave because of your culture or circumstances, at least don't believe that God would ever desire that you suffer under a controlling husband. That's it. Either way, a person controlling another person, it's wrong. You don't control me. I don't control you. Neither person should dominate the other. Rather, each person should act in submission to one another as each are submitted to God. Oh dear, I'm on a bandwagon again. Is my horn loud enough? What I was trying to get at is that I was not the only one who was cursed. The serpent was cursed as well. 
And I will put enmity between thee and the woman, and between thy seed and her seed. It shall bruise thy head, and thou shalt bruise his heel. Genesis The scarlet thread that flows from my womb to the womb of another shall flow through God's distant son, the Messiah, who will bruise that serpent forever, making null and void his nasty lies, and in doing so, provide a way into the bubble of eternal life and fellowship with God. There will be, I am his, and he is mine, again, for those who accept his plan of redemption. This I know, not only because along with the curse came the promise of a seed that will eventually crush the serpent, but because of the knowing I had with God in the garden. Woo! I love it. God rocks. He knew I was going to blow it, and he knew Adam would blow it, but he had a plan all along. This is the knowing I had in the bosom of his forever kindness. For silence is not God, nor speaking. Fasting is not God, nor eating. Solitude is not God, nor company, nor any other pair of opposites. He is hidden between them, and cannot be found by anything your soul does, but only by the love of your heart. He cannot be known by reason. He cannot be thought, caught, or sought by understanding but he can be loved and chosen by the true, loving will of your heart. Anonymous